Hi everyone, it's me, Aidan Bunker, along with Ali Bunker and Matt Bumby, the hosts of the People's Wrestling Podcast. Um, straight into it today, no messing around, we've had the Royal Rumble uh, just last night as we we're recording this. Um, guys, what did you think of the show? Average. Average, eh? I, I honestly didn't think it was that great. There were bits of it that I thought were really good. And then there were bits I thought, meh. I think that's quite, um, quite a, a, a popular or common view, to be honest. I've seen that a fair amount. Um, I thought a lot of the show was really good. And there were just parts of the show that were very, meh. Ali? Like it hit um, some really good highs. Um, and I don't really think there were many lows. There was... I think, yeah, I would agree there was a bit of middle ground stuff. Um, but I don't think anything fell flat, to be honest. I mean, I didn't watch the pre-show, so I don't know what that match was like quality-wise, but I'm assuming it was would have been pretty decent given the talent involved. Um, and obviously, we know the titles changed hands. Um, in terms of the actual Rumble matches, I think, you know, they, they suffered from there being no live crowd, I think, for sure. But I think they did a really good job out of what they could, you know? Yeah, it's, I suppose it is hard to for a rumble to really feel great without those instant reactions of a crowd. Um, I thought both the rumble matches were good enough. They weren't as good as the ones we've seen in the last kind of three years, I would say. Women's one was, I think, probably better than the men's. I'd say um, I got bored during the men's. I yeah, feel like the so, women's one was was paced really, really quickly, um, and we didn't get a whole load of eliminations. You know, I can't remember who it was. It was Shotzi Blackheart was the first to be eliminated, wasn't it? And um, I think after that, we went we went at ages without eliminations. So there was a lot of a lot of women in the ring at one time, um, and it just felt like they were coming out a lot faster than the time. You know, the time limit each time. So the match just went really, really quickly. And I remember looking at the the time when I was watching it and just thinking this match, like they're already on like 21 and this match has only been on for like half an hour. Um, and so it just felt like it was going really, really fast. Um, but I guess that's a good thing. It was certainly enjoyable. Yeah. No, I thought, I thought it was good. Um, yeah. There's a bit more of a sense of urgency, I guess, in that one. The men's one did feel a little bit more laboured, but all the, all swing back around to the rumble matches in a bit we'll just kind of go um through the other matches first um first off we had um well the kickoff show match for the, the women's tag team title was it was okay it was probably about what you'd expect um ended up with typical um flair and evans tomfoolery uh which ended up in costing them the title so it's about what you'd expect really um from from these four um, I'm quite, to be honest, I'm quite happy that the Oscar Charlotte thing is is done titles wise. There was no need for them to be tag team champions. Yeah, it just felt a bit weird, and it was also it makes you forget that Oscar's the Raw Women's Champion. Yeah, I mean, when they showed the highlights of the, wouldn't you say the highlights, the end of the match on the actual show, they didn't show Oscar in any way. So um, I went the whole pay per view not even knowing if Oscar was even there. <laughs> It was a bit of a strange one, um, but yeah, I, I, like you, I, I think it's the right decision to take the titles off them and put them on Nia and Shayna for a bit. 
Matt, you've um, they got rid of him. Gotta say, you've not watched a lot of it recently, have you? Um, not have you seen much of Nia and Shayna as a team? Uh, I've seen bits and bobs, only like highlights. Because I still think there's something missing there. It doesn't quite feel right. I know that they they play off the whole odd carpool thing, and you know they're both heels that don't get on with each other, don't really trust each other, but. It's just something about that team which to me doesn't really click or gel. But having said that, I think they're a much better option for those tag titles than, than Charlotte and Asuka. I just think, you know, surely there are other teams out there who they could bring in or at least put the titles on. I mean, you've got the right squad. They're already made, ready-made team, even though they did break them up. Um, you had the Iconics, but they broke up. Um, obviously, I think the women's Dusty Challenge and NXT may help form some actual tag teams um who knows i mean there's not a real great depth of ro- roster for the t- women's tag teams i think in the royal rumble match we saw how stacked the women's roster actually is but tag teams wise mm. probably not i just don't think there's a need for them I, I really didn't feel there was a need for them at the time that they came in and it just seems that they struggle to book it there was definitely more of a need back then than there is now. They, they they seem to with the tag with any tag titles in general, but especially with the women's tag titles, seem to put the titles on anyone who isn't a tag team. It's just really weird. And we're yeah. using Shayna and Nia as an example. They were a reluctant tag team. Um, they they don't like each other. They didn't really want to tag together, but thought, well, fuck it, let's see if we can get some gold out of it, which they did. Then they lose the titles, and you think, all right, well, then why are you what's still tagging what's together? What's the point anymore? Yeah, because they especially still... when they clearly, clearly don't like each other, you know. Yeah, and it's it's just I find it is a bit of a disconnect, like you said, and um, maybe they'll do something different in like maybe they'll start to become a bit more cohesive. But yeah, like we've got, we've got rid of the iconics, and then Billy Kay is trying to get into another tag team, and Peyton Royce has got another tag team with Lacey Evans, which is just a bit weird. Which um, also has kind of been abandoned as well. Like, hasn't really, haven't really done much with that. Yeah, well, they've always kind of been like half on, half like half team and half not or whatever. It's just, it's yeah. just very, it's very strange um, at the moment. And yeah, it's hard to really see where where they're going to go next with it because it's supposed like, they they don't and don't take advantage of anywhere near enough the the fact that the titles are cross brands. Yeah, completely. I guess, it's, I guess it's kind of hard to book and kind of hard to do. They kind of put themselves into a corner like they always do. But yeah, it's just it's just weird, and um, they definitely need a rethink. And that is entirely on them, though. They they booked that in such a way that that it would feel weird to see Charlotte and Charlotte and Asuka go to NXT and defend against I don't know uh, Ember Moon and um, whoever her tag team partner is. I can't remember now. <laughs> she's that one. Chelsea Blackheart and Ember Moon. They're kind they're of like friends, them. but yeah, they're not really a tag team. Again, it's the same in NXT. There's not really proper tag teams. They've got the, obviously the, the tournament going on, which helps, but... Yeah, yeah this is a weird situation. I think, yeah, they definitely need to reconsider their options. Um, then, then we start the main show with the match, with a title match that is probably the most I've ever dreaded a title match ever. For sure. Purely just because I, I knew what they should do and I have no faith in them doing that. <laughs> um, but they managed to do it. They, they've kept the title on Drew McIntyre. 
after a two minute and 32 second match which is about what you expect these days out of Goldberg isn't it at least it you know it was, it was longer than that because the match didn't start you know at the beginning of the action so we got a good four or five minutes out of it it went longer than I thought it would <laughs> and maybe I, it shouldn't have <laughs> I, I think I can't remember since his return in 2016 has Goldberg hit a move that isn't a spear or a jackhammer? <laughs> Maybe like a, a shoulder in the corner or something like that. But he literally, literally just now, does two moves, rinse and repeat. Has he ever hit a jackhammer? Because <laughs> that one was can't... a suplex, and then he fell on top of him. <laughs> and he yeah, it was a bit out. sloppy. It was a little bit sloppy. I don't. I, I kind of. I went as soon as I saw it. I thought, oh, that shit. Goldberg can't do it. I, I thought maybe I'll give him the benefit of doubt and have a look back and see whether Drew was a little bit sloppy on it or whether, but I just can't. Yeah, it was. It just uh, completely had his body in the complete wrong position and just, just sort of flopped time. on him a little I bit. I don't think he's strong enough for it anymore. Well, well I a big guy. Ever if you watch, if you go back and watch, he cannot do it to big men. He can do hey. it to little people and like average size, but anyone big. He struggles like fuck with. I think I've seen, um, obviously he did it to the Giant and Big Show um, a long time ago. Um, so obviously he had that. I would, uh, yeah, there's no doubt he was stronger back in the day than he is now, even though he still looks pretty impressive. Oh, yeah. If I looked like um, him at his age, I'd be more than, more than happy. But um, I think what we, maybe what you have to remember is big guys in WWE now aren't big guys back in 1998. Um, so Drew McIntyre wouldn't have been a big guy back then. I mean, he's he's large, but he's not a huge guy. He's, he's similar in stature to, like, say, Triple H and The Rock, really, back then. Um, so I think Goldberg, yeah, he obviously could do it back in the day. I think some of that explosiveness is gone, especially more than a minute and a half into the match. He's, he's basically out of puff. He's blowing uh, when he gets to the ring. Yeah, <laughs> that's an exaggeration. He's, he's getting on a bit. He's very intense. And he's got these high intensity matches coming up, and they insist on making him walk half a mile to the ring. <laughs> I've, ne- I've never understood. Like, mate, especially when you're the star of the show, yeah. his music's been on for a minute before someone knocks on his door. Why do you need to have been knocked on the door to tell him, oh, by the way, your match is up? Why don't they say, look, you're fucking getting gorilla. Now you're in gorilla. Now you're going to hit your music. Because they just wasted a, a minute or two. Well, pre-record your fucking entrance, you dick. <laughs> pre-record the bit where he fucking knocks on the door. And I've got really yeah. hoping, and I'm hoping and praying we never fucking see him again. Yeah, I'm sure we will, especially when when the Saudi shows come around again. Um, I don't, I don't see the point of it. Just fucking shits on everyone on the roster. Like, he comes in and he automatically gets a fucking title shot. Yeah, there's that. And I, I also tweeted while I was watching it. Why, why bother spending years learning how to wrestle when you can just get a title match knowing two moves? That's exactly. it. He's fucking bollocked. I, I, I can only, do two I moves. had an issue with him like, when he came first time round, let alone like, the 16th time he fucking wants to impress his son. I'm perfectly fine with Goldberg being around. Same with same with Brock Lesnar and stuff. Just in the right place, and a title match is not the right place, and at the expense of a younger talent is not the right place. Well, I, I have issue, and I 
on you two will definitely disagree with me. I have issue with Edge winning the Rumble. <laughs> I don't disagree with you. We'll get, we'll, uh, we'll get on to that. We'll get to uh, that. But yeah, so it's, 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 it's certainly a theme, isn't it? Yeah. Drew McIntyre retains the title. Bit of a handshake and nice hug and cuddle after that, which is a little bit weird after oh, the, the very short well, call-out. Yeah, you know the... Um, you know the the memes you get of um, like a man and a woman laying in bed with the man like facing away and the woman facing up and she's and it says next to her like oh he must like what's he thinking he must be cheating on me. Um, I felt like that over the past sort of week or so, where whenever I'm laying in bed with Frankie Shiva and I'm like thinking of something lying like facing away, and it's all that's going through my head is oh, they're going to put the title on Goldberg. They're going to put the title on Goldberg. <laughs> <laughs> But I was so I was so relieved. Like I was ready to like call quits. I, when I heard that that was the first match up, I even I felt even worse because I was like, the reaction to Goldberg winning is not going to be great. So they're probably going to put it on so they can get yeah. get I about it. it first, and it said jump to Drew McIntyre versus Goldberg. I was like, oh for fuck's sake! I was like, even if he loses, he's going to come in the rumble, isn't he? <laughs> so for the whole that, thing, that was exactly my thing. When they, when they said that was first, I was like, oh, well, that gives Goldberg time three hours to recover because God knows he's going to need it. Um, but anyway, yeah, Drew, Drew McIntyre retains all is good in the world. Hopefully we don't see Goldberg for a while. And next what, do we we think that, what do we think that does for Drew? Anything? I'm sure it in... You'd be up an old man. Well done. Probably in a casual's eyes, maybe. Maybe it does, but to people like us, it's just a relief oh, rather than paper. anything. If you're not a fan, on paper, it looks good. On paper. Yeah. Oh, he beat Goldberg. Oh, he must be decent. He beat you're Lesnar and you know Goldberg. Fucking, yeah, you should be fucking doing it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So, hopefully, um, yeah, the bigger and better things for Drew. Isn't it not this time of the year where they try and get the casual fans back? Yeah. And that, that would definitely be part of the reason why. Get him on a Rumble show to bring more eyes to the show to then hopefully have more people see perhaps the the less commonly known talent in the Rumble matches and stuff like that and then the Roman Reigns and all that kind of stuff so um, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's why they would have done it now and I'm sure we'll probably see Goldberg again before Mania and wouldn't be surprised if he has a match and I'm thinking with Goldberg I mean and like you said I don't necessarily have a problem with him being around like he's not I don't find him entertaining i don't i don't pop for goldberg for anything goldberg does i never have i've never really been into him i mean that's probably because you know i was never a wcw guy either so i really wasn't into that um and when he came like matt said when he came the first time you know back in what 2004 was it 2003 um i wasn't keen on it then either um and i I remember him going like plowing through the rock even though the rock was leaving and thinking oh i hate this guy like I loved The Rock at the time, <laughs> and I hated Goldberg. And I remember him going up against Triple H, and me just wanting Triple H to win, which was a, not, nothing that nobody wanted Triple H to win back then. <laughs> um, and yeah, it was the same for people like Scott Steiner and stuff. I just never ever got into him. Um, but I think these days, if he's going to be used, because let's face it, he is in good shape, but he does get blown blown out. But um, if he's going to be you used, I think... Is, like, yeah, all right, he looks good for his age. He can't cut a promo. So, what, are you just going to have him stood there? I think, I, think, 
I think he can be used to get uh, to, for people to get heat. Um, you know, Dolph Ziggler tried it a couple of years ago, and I mean, it didn't go particularly well for Dolph. But I mean, I can see those sorts of storylines are the storylines that Goldberg would be in. You know, going forward, I think the, the you know an example would be someone like Mustafa Ali, who's been very vocal about part timers and old timers and all that. The only match I want to see Goldberg in is yeah. against Riddle, and I want yeah. Riddle to break his arm. <laughs> I, want, I want Riddle to win, but obviously that's that's probably yeah, not going to happen. <laughs> but the, the fear uh, of someone like Riddle is that he would be fed to Goldberg. Goldberg yeah, would and, beat Riddle. And having, I don't think Riddle would. I think he'd uh, go off on a uh, bit of a shoot match. <laughs> See, I was thinking the opposite. I was going to say that I reckon, I reckon a Goldberg wouldn't want to do business. Um, and even if they do, I reckon Goldberg would be like, "All right, well, I'm not fucking losing." And if at any point in the match, Matt Riddle maybe catches him with a bit of a kick by accident or whatever, he will fucking try and go nuts. So. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, but we spent probably we spent way too long talking we about spent, Goldberg. Yeah, about five, six times longer than the match was talking about him. So let's move on to the SmackDown Women's Championship with Carmella versus Sasha Banks. All um, I can say about it, all I can say, how did she not fucking die? Oh, honestly, how it was, uh, it was about half 12 nearly um, around here and I jumped up like, I almost jumped up out of the like, I squealed basically when I saw that happen and I just sat there like this until until she just shot back up I was like oh <laughs> yeah, it was a bit it was a bit it was a bit scary I, I mean I think looking at first first couple of views it looked a lot worse than it. I think it actually was in the end she got her hands down it's just about, how fast she came in. Yeah, she's she probably like zoomed out of her ring. Um, but when, yeah, you can always tell. It's scary. Yeah, it happens a lot when they go through that bottom rope rather than the middle rope. They have to like duck and you launch yourself more, I guess, or you put more velocity yeah. into it. Um, to see the same when Ember Moon does it. Um, there was someone else who used to go under the bottom rope. Her guy, I can't remember. Ray, Mysterio, Ray Mysterio does it. Right, but yeah, it's just there's a lot more. It seems to come at you a lot faster when you do it that way, and um, I guess because you're not jumping up and then out, you're jumping just straight out, aren't you? And you, you've lost yeah. a bit of speed when you jump up and out. So um, yeah, it was it was a scary moment, um, but overall, I think the match was uh, match was decent enough. Um, I, thought it was a, I thought it was probably one of Carmella's best best matches. Yeah, Carmella's definitely um, since her her return has been allowed to put on better matches as a heel than she did in her first heel run. Um, yeah. I don't know whether that's intentional, whether that's just come with like experience. Um, but yeah, I think she uh, probably doesn't get the credit she deserves, really. As, this uh, is going to be quite um, a thing for me. I actually enjoyed the match, and I don't like Sasha Banks, so <laughs> that's a compliment from me. Do you like Carmella? I love Carmella. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think she's got a lot better. <clears throat> definitely, I definitely agree. I think I think you can say the same about Sasha Banks. To be honest, um, I've always been a fan of Sasha Banks, but pr- prior to her like six month hiatus or whatever it was, um, she was fairly prone to kind of botches and being a bit clunky, or maybe doing a bit more than she is perhaps capable of. 
Um, but in the year and a bit since her return, I think she's been one of the best in the company. Had some really Do good not think matches. That I, well, this is my opinion. I think she thought she was better than she was. Yeah, I, I think that, I think there is an element of that, like trying too hard, trying to do a bit much, or or some, sometimes doing what she can do, but perhaps with people who weren't also at a high enough level. Um, so yeah, I, I'd say there's there, there's an element of that, but with the way that she's evolved and the the, the women's roster in general has evolved, I think um, Sasha Banks is continually, con- continually, consistently in some of the best matches on the show, whatever card she's on. So, yeah, I think she's definitely uh, one of the top in the company. Yeah, in, like, gender, would, regardless of gender. I'd say, I'd say, obviously, we give credit to Carmella for her improvement. But, um, you know, it's no surprise that, you know, since she's been back, she's been having better matches and they've, they've been with Sasha. Um, I don't think there's a better women's worker on the SmackDown roster specifically. I mean, it's, I, I, I rate Bailey very highly. Um, but I think Sasha probably takes it. But Bailey's very, very good. They're very different. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I think Sasha gets a lot of credit. But I wouldn't say she carries Carmella through the match or anything, but I, just, no. I think she elevates She elevates Carmella in a way that probably the only enjoyable feud I think I've seen of Carmella's since she joined you know, the main roster was with Nikki Bella. And that's a very different caliber of athlete to Sasha Banks. But at the same time, it's someone with a lot of experience, and Sasha does have a lot of experience as well. So I think you're right about Sasha maybe <clears throat> believing her own hype, um, because let's face it, there is a lot of hype about Sasha Banks on the end. Crazy. Um, but yeah, I think she's starting to maybe justify it. I just think you have a really good title reign, because uh, this one's been a bit, I know it's just not been particularly long, but it'd be a really good title reign, really good match at WrestleMania. Yeah, I guess, yeah, it's, built, it hasn't, it's gone pretty quickly. Um, I was surprised when he said that. I was like, no way. But yeah, it's been since, what, September, I think. I, I think, yeah, it was a solidified with a good title reign because she never had any of those. Um, and a, a really good singles WrestleMania match. And I think... Yeah, put her in a marquee match at WrestleMania yeah. and then it will elevate it even more. Yeah. Which I'm sure we will uh, get on to in a little bit. Um so yeah, Sasha Banks retains the title, uh, the SmackDown Women's title. Um, Anyone knows that she, she can't say Reginald? Sasha? Yeah, she says Reginald. Sasha? It annoys me. Uh, <laughs> I, I think I've touched on this before in the pod, but there's something to do with the, the, the way that Sasha says certain words, especially like the, the end words of her sentences. It just sounds yeah. a little bit weird, and it always sounds like she's cut off a little bit at the end of a little, um, little bit at the end of the words, so... Um, I don't know what that is. I don't know if that's a, just a, a speech thing that she might have or whether it's just a subconscious thing. But, um, yeah, it's always something I've, I've noticed. And also, do you not think she comes across still really, really heelish in her promos? Yeah. The laugh, yeah, laugh bit is very heelish. Yeah, well, I don't mind it too much because in, in Ring, she is, like, you can get behind her. You Imagine if you're in the arena, you can easily get behind her in a match. Um it's, it, I guess it's a similar kind of thing to The Rock in a way. Like The Rock would, between his heel and his face persona, wouldn't really change. Um, yeah. Just be a bit more cowardly. Don't bring The Rock into this. Come on. 
same, same with Austin as well. Like the only real change when he was a face and a heel was as a heel, he'd probably be more cowardly and back out of things a bit more or, and uh, stuff. Whereas the the words he uses and the way he just would describe his enemies and all that was the exact same thing. So um, yeah, I don't have a problem with the way Sasha Banks currently uh, carries herself. Um, we will we'll do the two Rumble matches last. Um, so we'll move on next to the Universal Championship match, the last man standing match between Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens. Really good until the last five minutes. <laughs> I was just going to say that I, my, my main takeaway from the match is um, that Paul Heyman must have been one very relieved man when he eventually got them off, but I imagine Vince was fuming. I was going to say uh, I wouldn't have wanted to be him coming back through Gorilla. Um, and I also think... Uh, that WWE have an opportunity, the creative team have an opportunity here to um, to extend this story with Kevin Owens by yeah. um, playing the only on the way they can go forward by well, acknowledging I, the fact that he was robbed by the referee. That he was robbed by the referee who I got to um, sit. That's about enough. Let's just could have been could have been paid off by Paul Heyman. That's the sort of thing maybe they would have done. Um, you know, uh, you know, have have Kevin Owens come out and just stun the shit out of every single referee on SmackDown. You know. That's what Stone Cold would have done. Be like, I'm not leaving until I get another chance or whatever. Um, I, I'm not going to lie. They had me with the handcuff bit. When it got to eight. It's because they legitimately did have to roam it down for a long, long time. <laughs> but like, no, but I mean, when, when he was handcuffed and the referee had counted to eight, and Roman was showing no signs of getting anywhere near his feet. I was like, shit, they're going to give it to Kevin Owens for I don't know, probably a week or until the next pay-per-view. And then they'll give it back to Roman. Um, I was like, fuck, it's actually going to happen. Then he fucking kills the ref. <laughs> um, yeah, to be fair, that was, a really, that was really well done because I, I definitely didn't see that coming. I was, I was glad that, they, that Roman did that rather than like Paul Heyman um, yeah. running in and one, hitting the ref or something. One takeaway I've got from the match is when Kevin Owens burnt himself <laughs> on the line. <laughs> that really hurt? <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's like crawling around in pain and can hardly uh, walk and talk, but he still finds time to be fun. <laughs> I, think, I think the overall... That really hurt. <laughs> I think the overall um, key message I took away from the match was just that Kevin Owens is an absolute madman. And he's he would do he he, he is it's probably going a bit too far but he's like a modern day Mick Foley he will do whatever is necessary to his body to put on a great match which is yeah. what you want but at the same time you do feel like that there was there were some big bumps in one match there were big bumps but the way that WWE do them these days is a lot safer you can tell everything's padded when they fall from a height and all that kind of yeah. stuff um, and yeah going going into high. Going into big KO matches, you know he's going to take a bump. I, I tweeted before the match, like, all right, what big, what big bump is KO going to take tonight? Um, one of the things that um, kind of makes me sad at the moment is because there's no crowds in at the moment. I feel like with KO's run over the last kind of two, three months, I reckon he'd be getting some huge reactions right now from like, especially during the matches. I thought, this, so. I thought this during the TLC match they had. Um, where he kept coming so close and so I reckon the crowd would have been so massively invested and yeah. although it's hard with a last man standing match to kind of get a crowd invested because usually that when it comes to an ending it is quite anticlimactic like, like this one was um, 
but yeah, I, I I'm just hoping that they keep some kind of momentum going for for Kevin Owens for when crowds return. When I know that there's supposed to be twenty five thousand dish at WrestleMania if if things don't change between now and then. Um, I don't know what the plan then after is, but um, yeah, I'm just what hoping that they keep him in a prominent position. He's jumping off that pirate ship. <laughs> yeah, the moment they announced. Um, WrestleMania was coming back there. The first thing he did was tweet a picture of the ship again. <laughs> I think um so yeah, I would I would agree. I think I think fans would get you know really wild, especially in matches, or at least you would hope that they would. I think one thing that we're gonna see um when crowds do eventually start coming back is probably a fear that people that we would hope who would be more popular or be more over may not be. Um I feel like I do fear for people like Drew McIntyre, who yeah, have basically carried McIntyre. carried Raw through this era, and I think the crowds come back and they're already going to be a little bit sour on it. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure. Um, I I think especially between Mania and uh, last Mania and and the summer, um, Drew McIntyre probably would have got some pretty huge reactions. I I see no reason why why he shouldn't be one of the more more popular guys. Um, reaction-wise from the crowd, but yeah, I could see like he's basically been on top for a year at that point when it comes to Mania. Um, so, and, and if, for example, he's coming up against Edge, um, who you imagine is going to get a, a stronger reaction, um, will that dwindle his? I don't know. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting to see. Uh, who who's who is going to get what reactions when when consistent crowds return? Um, I've got no idea. I know who I like, but for the most part, it doesn't always um, translate into a real crowd. True. But anyway, I thought the match. I thought this match was was um, as Matt said, great up until the last few minutes. But to be honest, I don't take that. I don't hold that against them. I think that could have happened in any any kind of match no, like it, that. It was a genuine mistake. The the worst bit about it was having the camera on the ref. Yeah, you should never have yeah. brought another ref out until he. I think, I think they uh, could also Paul Heyman, uh, who was obviously probably panicking at the time, but I feel like there could have been some improvisation there with the with the second ref, maybe knock him out, just you know, give or him a punch. Paul, yeah, Paul just tries in. to stop him, or yeah. I, or, um, I thought yeah. it was a bit like it didn't take away uh, unless you pay close enough attention to the fact that the referee was counting, um, which it didn't really take. Did. I don't know if everyone did really. Um, well, he made it pretty obvious. He was going. Yeah. It was yeah. It was a bit naff, but I reckon there, there was probably a good chunk of people who didn't notice. Um, and yeah, the the handcuffs thing could do, could happen to anyone. Um, yeah, it's just a good do. thing that it actually got resolved because <laughs> I was thinking like, what are they going to do? Yeah. Like. Is Roman Reigns going to try and pull them off? Like they should always have bolt cutters on hand, <laughs> or quick release fucking um, the handcuffs. Why didn't Reigns have the key in his pocket? He had the handcuffs. It, I did think that. But I guess if you if you're handcuffing someone in a last minute standing match, you no intention of releasing them, do you? So why would you need the key? It's a contingency for if you get cuffed. <laughs> always think of the. Uh, yeah, uh, always think of the, the wrestler. <laughs> 
the the wrestler logic or the wrestling logic is if you bring a weapon it's probably getting used on you if you set set the table up you're going through it so you're getting the uh the cuffs out and you're getting cuffed yourself so yeah rookie mistake from roman but it didn't cost him in the end he chokes him out chokes kevin irons out and uh well um we'll see if we'll see if this feud can further i i don't know i don't know what what they're going to do next but i like not knowing um what we do know is bianca belair won the women's rumble and is going to one of the marquee matches at wrestlemania yeah not happy um, about this because my fucking prediction was the other person in the ring yeah you came close you you heard rhea ripley uh Hallie went for bailey which didn't quite work out um who by they the way her, they did do a dirty man yeah <laughs> so, <laughs> they did her dirty so disappointing not not from from bailey or anything like that but just the way that she was eliminated and the timing of it it was all just wrong and for someone like bailey you would have expected to be a bit more of a bigger deal i thought that um when it cut to her and she was being like the way that she was reacting or whatever at first i thought she was saying to the refs like no no i went i didn't go over the top or something like that. i thought it was going to be that she'd gone through or whatever um and then I can't remember who made their entrance, but someone comes down and it comes back and James. Yeah. And it comes back and Bailey's gone. And that's that. And it was just a bit And then, uh, even when they like because they didn't acknowledge it when it happened, obviously, because they were looking at Tory Wilson being eliminated uh, right in front of the commentators. And then much more important. Mickey James Mickey James came down and then they showed the replay of Bailey being eliminated and King was just sort of like, Oh no, no Bailey's gone and then they just carried on. Uh, yes. like that, that, well, that should have been a really big deal especially because it was by Bianca as well yeah just bad timing all round to be honest but um, for the most part I thought the match was pretty good I liked the, the Billy Case story going throughout, well that was pretty funny probably could have gone on for a bit longer than it did um, I was kind of um, hoping that she would keep doing that until Peyton came out and then we would at least get a bit of a moment of them coming together rather than it being a thing during the match um but overall thought it was thought it was decent bianca belair comes in at what was it number three number f- yeah number three and goes all the way setting a new record and all that so what did we did think? Any of us, did who did did any of us have bianca to win i did, did. Uh, yeah yeah what i mean it's, what numbers did we have uh none of us none of us got it right none for either of the rumbles <laughs> I'll, t- I'll tell you what, Matt. You you had Bianca as the Iron Woman, and you came closest with your Iron Woman time out of all of us. Uh, so you got the two points for that that women's match. She was in for what fifty eight minutes, wasn't she? Fifty six, fifty two. I think I said like forty two or something. Stu. You said forty two ten. Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley in the end. She got seven. So Ali got a point for seven. I got a point for picking Rhea Ripley. Uh, so in the end, I'll go for our predictions overall. In the end, our predictions, Ali got one out of a possible 14 points. Matt got two out of, <laughs> Matt got two out of 14 and I got three out of 14. So all three of us did pretty poorly. But to be fair, it was, it was a hard night to guess. Um, had, we, had we done the rest think, of the card, I would have got them all right. I think had, <laughs> Had we have also recorded after the announcement of Edge and Randy being number one in their rumbles, we might have maybe made different choices. I'm not sure. Um, 
but yeah, our predictions didn't go down massively well. Um, but oh, I think fucking Keith Lee fucking got COVID. Fuck's sake! I don't think he got COVID. But he's just isolating, isn't it? Because Mia Yim's got it. Or, or, yeah. or reckoning. I think what usually what happens after a run for me is I go. I think I have a really good time watching the Royal Rumbles usually um, every year for the last sort of three or four years, and then come after the Royal Rumble, I sort of think, oh, we didn't see that person. We didn't see that person. I think in the Royal, in the women's match, I couldn't think of anybody realistically who missed out. To be honest, um, I thought it wasn't really until I saw people tweeting um, who I thought should have been in it. For example, probably Candice LeRae. Well, Candice LeRae and then the other one, because uh, I know she was there, was um, Casey Catanzaro. I know she was there because she was in a photo of everybody afterwards, and I feel maybe she was like a first reserve or something. In case someone well, she's Ricochet's girlfriend. But she was did in her you, gear. Did you see Becky Lynch doing it dirty as well? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, sneaky, sneaky. She knows, sneaky. How, to, she knows how to play him. Um. So let's just go through some of the people who are in the match. I thought I, I what I liked about this year's version of the Women's Rumble was that they didn't have to bring back so many legends. The only people they brought back were Gillian Hall, Victoria, and Alicia Fox. Didn't Gillian Hall come out at seven? She came out at eight. Oh, who came out at seven? I was really Tony Storm. Yeah, I knew she weren't going to win. Fuck. Then. Oh, yeah, because you had seven, seventeen, and 27, yeah. But, um, yeah, yeah so I Matt, feel like... Matt's picks, by the way, seven, seventeen, and 27 were Tony Storm, Tori Wilson, and Alexa Bliss. Yeah, uh, I so all Alexa three Bliss. Blondes. Fuck yeah, <laughs> yeah that, 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 that did as well. Um, Ali, you had 10, 16, and 29, who would have been Victoria, Dana Brooke, and Nia Jax. <laughs> 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 I had 9, 18 and 23 who was Ruby Riot, Lacey Evans and Dakota Kai so none of us were in him with a chance yeah. um, Dakota Kai's elimination by Rhea Ripley by the way I don't know if you remember it but she basically gets like choke slammed over the top uh, yeah. to the, onto the apron um, onto the apron which yeah Dakota Kai's a bumping machine but that looked painful as fuck um <laughs> But, I thought Victoria's yeah. elimination, uh, when Shayna Baszler eliminated Victoria as well, that looked painful. Yeah, yep. <laughs> um, Jerry Lawler was like, her face hit the floor before her feet did. Which is basically true. Um, she did the Takamishinoku. Yeah, but a, fa- a fair amount of NXT representation here. We've got Moon, Dakota Kai, Rhea Ripley, Santana Garrett randomly, Tony Storm and Chelsea Blackheart. I quite enjoyed Santana Garrett's elimination. I thought that was quite good. Uh... Really I think she, uh, she ended up doing some acrobatics. She she like oh, it was yeah. in stages, and then she ended up she got hit by Rhea Ripley and she went down the splits on the apron and then got kicked in the face. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, I do remember that. Um, first ever, uh, I, I assume anyway, the first ever title ma- title change during a rumble. Yeah, I would. Uh, I mean, if, unless you count a WWE title changing hands when Roman got eliminated, but nah. I'm talking like during a rumble. Um, I felt it was so a yeah. little bit unnecessary though. Yeah, when, when I wouldn't they, have when minded. I wouldn't out. have minded if it had just been him coming out. The fact that every all the other men come out following him, I had a bit of an issue with that. Sure, funny yeah. it was a bit weird that he wasn't in the men's one either. 
Yeah. Like, because the, the confusion would be, oh, I mean, I came down to the wrong Royal Rumble match. Oh, how stupid. But then he wasn't even in the other one. So. Yeah, it did kind of, when I saw them all coming down the ramp, I was like, they seem to do this with the women a lot. Yeah, they do. I, yeah. I can't remember if it was, I think it was during a Money in the Bank match or something like that. It was like another multi-women match they had, uh, or like, I don't know, WrestleMania Women's Battle or something like that, where they, they did... Um, no, uh, need the women can handle it. Like the, I thought theirs was better than the men. Yeah, that that bit was a bit disappointing for me. Um, they they need to fucking sort. They they can do so much with the twenty four seven title, and I know obviously it's probably a little bit more difficult now that they are not necessarily traveling all around the country and can't maybe do spots at well known, well known places and stuff like that just to maybe get some attention. But they they can do more than what they're doing. It just seems very much like they have a rinse and repeat kind of thing with it like our troops will go into some jeopardy he'll lose the title and then he'll win it back at the end of the night and oh my god look at him he's a 52 time champion or whatever it is like i don't care anymore it's no longer funny that's vince that's vince all over that i don't know if it is whether it's just like someone comes to me he's like oh yeah fucking just do it like he doesn't even read it (laughs) i wouldn't be surprised um but yeah i feel like they can do so much more but um yeah so uh we'll move on to the men's rumble all the last thing i'll say about the um the women's rumble is uh Liv Morgan. But yeah, moving on. <laughs> I, I will just say I enjoyed I think the final three was the best final three they could have possibly had. Yeah, and yeah, we should talk about the final the, the final it, stretch. And it went very it was as you know, it was perfectly booked and I'm very, very glad that the final two were Rhea Ripley and Bianca Bella rather than Charlotte and Bianca Bella because yeah, I think yeah. it it gives good it gives both of them a bit of spotlight. It was the right yeah. final three, um, and it was most definitely the right final two. Um, I did think, like, I don't know if I liked it or not. I don't think I did like it when they were both out on the apron and they were like, all right, let's just get back in. I thought it was a bit like, why? It's fucking WrestleMania, mate. Just just yank her by the hair or something. Um, and also, one one thing to make Matt even more fuming, um, Rhea Ripley was robbed. Bianca's feet both, definitely both hit the floor oh. at that stage. I don't think they did because I'm, I was looking really because I was like like because they're quite tall women. And I was remember I looked really closely, but I don't think they did. They, there is a there is a freeze frame which shows both of their feet on the floor at the same time. If you can, if you look very 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 closely, one of them's half under the apron, so it's hard to tell. You get some VAR in there. Yeah, that would have been a prediction for Matt. Oh, Rhea Ripley getting the Big Show treatment. <laughs> Well, maybe she'll get added to a match, or she'll probably have her own her own WrestleMania moment. So, uh, we I don't I've I've seen people saying they've called her up and they've buried her straight away. And I think, like people can't lose a match anymore without being accused <laughs> of getting buried. Right? I think with Rhea Ripley, it's full of you know she's had the spotlight shone on her in so many multiple different ways now. So it's kind of kind of like how many more ways can they do it to make her look great? It's got to be time for her now to come up and have like marquee matches all the time. Yeah, so uh, I wouldn't be surprised if she if she was um, facing Asuka or something. We'll, we'll we'll see where it goes. I I, I reckon there'll be a, a Charlotte Asuka moment at some point. Um, there, there was a weird moment. So I know you didn't watch the the, the kickoff, but they, they they did a quick interview in Gorilla with Sarah Schreiber, I think, um, just before they went out, um, and she was asking about how Charlotte is managing to focus with the whole stuff with her dad and all that um 
so then she gave they, they both did a little thing on the mic and then Asuka's music hit and she went through and the camera kind of zoomed in on Charlotte's face and she looked like she was hatching a plot she looked like she was scheming it looked very it looked quite strange and it kind of lingered on her or fading into the ring um so I, I wouldn't be surprised especially now that they've lost the titles that there is um whether pre-mania or at mania there's a Charlotte Asuka role reversal thing um from a couple of years ago so uh we shall see um what we shall see on this day clearly is that edge no, not that one. Edge. <laughs> edge went number one he ran the gauntlet all the way from one to 30 for the first time since why did they change their numbers i don't know i didn't know who i didn't know what way around they were um, I can imagine if someone had like a sweepstake <laughs> on it, that would have really, really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure in the, the screenshot I said it, it said Edge was number two, Radio was number one. I was fully expecting Radio. I don't know. So, wherever Randy's burns. Well, I, I yeah. saw a couple of people asking about this, um, and I saw a, a woman who is. He was like a burn, burn nurse, or works on a burn ward, or something. Oh, wow. he basically, said with the with the level of burn that Randy had, and it occurred two weeks ago, um, and it could ascend, it basically can clear up to almost like non noticeable levels within like a week to ten days. So it's perfectly reasonable for his scars to no longer be there. Um, like, so is, she like on the is she on the creative team? <laughs> <laughs> yes, she is. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, Randy and Edge in at number one and two. Um, nice little story, I guess. The the interval between number one and two and number three was definitely not the ninety seconds or whatever it is that they said it was going to be. It was almost four minutes. <laughs> can, I, can I just go back to the Randy on Edge? So I was watching this on my phone on a very small screen and also trying to do some work. Um, but when Randy went through the table, well, onto the table, and then Edge hit him with the chair, Corey was saying that Randy was a bloody mess. And yeah. I couldn't see any blood anywhere. And I couldn't see no blood. Uh, I don't recall. But yeah, I don't remember. I don't see any yeah, blood. Yeah, he was. Like, he made a massive deal out of it. And he was like, oh my God, Randy Orton's a bloody mess. And then it cut to him and it was like, there's no blood there's on no, it. There's nothing. Yeah, there wasn't anything. I was very confused. I felt like he was using bloody in the English term. <laughs> <laughs> Randy Orton's a bloody mess. He's a bloody mess. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't remember that to be honest. So uh, I can't comment. I'm afraid, but um, yeah, in comes in comes Sami Zayn, which I thought probably a, a wise thing to do with um, having him in early. And I love the fact that because so many people come down and they're like, "Yeah, I want to get in the ring," and there's the love the fact that Sami Zayn is coming here. It's like three. I'm fucking number three. <laughs> what made that even amazing. better was. The statistic that they they showed that three was the most unlucky number in the whole of the Royal Rumble history. Oh really? Yeah. They had the, the the cumulative cumulative least amount of time in the ring. Oh <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. To be fair, Sammy did all right. Got thirteen minutes out of him. Um, and I, I when he came in, I kind of feared that um, we'd go through a phase where. Edge and Randy would team up, beat whoever 
came in, chuck them out, and then get back to fighting each other. I kind of yeah. thought it might go through that at first, but I'm glad it didn't. Um, Michael Cole made one. He made a good point. Uh, surprising is 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 one good point of the year. Um, when Mustafa Ali came in and he went straight for Edge and pointed out he's been outspoken about legends coming back and all that kind of stuff, like for. I do always feel like did they not miss a trick and he didn't go for Randy when isn't Randy the one who injured him? Well, yeah, someone did mention that. Um, but I guess you can outweigh that by saying that Randy's there every week. Yeah, I get that. But I feel like he should have got for both. I feel like he's going to have animosity towards anyone other than Kofi Kingston as well. He should have animosity for Randy Orton. I think when you've got two other heels in the ring and one baby face, what's the heel thing to do? Go after the baby face. So, yeah, I, I don't have a problem with him not going after Randy. <laughs> Randy is going up to Sammy's and be like, I like your fire. I like your fire. And just, okay. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it was it was a good opening. I thought I thought it, it started off at a really good tempo. Um, I felt like a lot of the, the entrants were quite predictable. Like I knew, like when Xavier Woods came in, I knew that Big E was going to have to come in straight away. And yeah, yeah, it, it, it felt a little bit like that. But I don't think it really took away from the match. Well, when you look at like the first, when you look at the first seven, you've so you've got Sami Zayn and Masafa Ali, obviously, but you've also got Edge, Randy Orton, Jeff Hardy, Dolph Ziggler, and Shinsuke Nakamura. Did anyone else spot what happened to Jeff Hardy? I don't think so. He got eliminated, and then instead of walking up the ramp, he jumped over the screen, the LED screen, and then just jumped down the side. Like, he just jumped and disappeared. Fair. He wasn't getting paid by the hour. <laughs> I'm, I'm walking. Must have been embarrassed. I'm gonna get out of there quickly. Um, Carlito comes in and looked fucking huge. Fact, yeah. What made me laugh at Samoa Joe being like, "What the hell's in those apples?" <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad he didn't spit the apple because COVID times and everything. Can't be spitting those apples, man. I wouldn't be surprised if they told him not to. Um, but yeah, I. I I didn't. Uh, there were rumours that he was meant to be there for the Legends show and it, uh, from a couple of weeks ago, and it just didn't happen. So this must have been in the car on the cards for a little while. But good to see Carlito back. I don't know whether he's going to be a regular or or what, but he looked in great shape. So wouldn't be surprised. Um, if you kind of your mid card has come in, you got the New Day guys, Morrison, Ricochet, Elias, Damian Priest comes up, which. Um, I thought I tweeted about it. I couldn't find it, but I, I, unless I sent it in a message or something, but I remember saying that I reckon we'll see Priest in the Rumble. And I was glad. Yeah, I think after the year he's had, I think he's probably, it was probably a good shout for him to be in the Rumble. I think he's had a really good year, so. Yeah, and I reckon he, there's a good chance of him finding some pretty good success um, on, on the main roster. He's, he's a big guy. He's an athletic guy. Doesn't always work out guy. when you come from NXT, but um, yeah, I, he's got a good look. He's quite he's, he's quite cool. He's got a bit of swagger about him, so I wouldn't be surprised to see him do pretty well on the main roster. Or be buried. You never know. <laughs> yeah, there, there's there's usually no two options. <laughs> yeah, there's there's not usually much of an in between. Um, Daniel Bryan comes in disappointingly late for anyone who had him as their Iron Man. <clears throat> uh, <laughs> but he still still managed to last nearly half an hour. 
Imagine how I feel. Who did you have? You had Daniel Bryan. Fuck's sake. I had AJ Styles, right? Yeah, you did. And he came Uh, in. He came in in well late. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, none of us got None of us got the Iron Man entry number because they were obviously one and two. We picked five, seven, and six respectively. Uh, I got the the Iron Man duration with forty seven minutes, but it ended up being fifty eight minutes, so quite far off. Uh, but yeah, I, is is Edge the first to win it from one since Benoit? It's been uh, Michaels did it, Benoit did it, Ray did it from two. It's the same thing. Uh, I don't think they've done it since. No, I don't think they have. Uh, McMahon did it, didn't he? He was two. He was one. One or two, yeah. Um, so, yeah, Edge joins an um, elite, if not somewhat um, muted list. Check it, check it <laughs> yeah, check it. That's what I'm looking for. Um <laughs> I tweeted at the time when Hurricane came out. Oh, no. I ha- I hate the fact that um, that guys like Ricochet and Gulak have to have matches to prove that they're worthy of being in the Rumble, um, and Hurricane can just come in same way they does every year. Um, then two minutes later, Christian came in. I was like, "Fuck that, Christian's back. Let's go." <laughs> <laughs> I was, uh, yeah, I mean, Christian coming back, I think it's a moment. I, I kind of missed a lot of Christian's singles stuff when I was too cool, grew out of wrestling. Um, like, obviously, he had to, after the breakup with Edge, there was a period where he just sort of floated around teaming with like the likes of Chris Jericho and Tyson Tonko and all that kind of stuff. But when he came back from TNA, I missed all of that. So Christian, to me, not that he doesn't mean a lot because I like him. I think he he was underrated, but he doesn't. I don't get that sentimental feeling with with, with him. But I, I think it felt good to see him in. But the moment with Edge was pretty cool. So and he ended up retiring basically right when you rejoined watching wrestling. Yeah, uh, exactly. So yeah, you basically did miss everything good that he did as a singles guy. But yeah, I was, so I I was wonder, very happy to see him back, but definitely didn't expect it. I wonder. When he got the uh, okay to wrestle again, then because his yeah, was custom base, weren't it? Well, he did a whole um, a fight with Randy. He did a thing with Randy. Yeah, uh, it, it didn't end up being a fight, but um, I wouldn't be surprised if around the kind of summertime, you might have maybe got the bug, uh, not COVID, um, and <laughs> thought, yeah, fuck it, let's, let's give it a go, see what happens. it worked for Daniel Bryan because it was supposedly a similar kind of thing. Uh, I didn't like that. Um, he retires through concussion-related injuries, and Rey Mysterio comes in and jumps ass first on his head, nearly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, which just kind of made me wince a little bit. Um, but you know, in the end, when, when you think about it, the Rumble card—it's so the, the the entrance in the Rumble match itself—is pretty stacked i think when you look at it from kind of like a former world champion kind of perspective so you've got edge randy orton uh jeff hardy dolph ziggler um the miz daniel bryan kane uh christian aj styles Rey mysterio sheamus seth rollins braun Strowman, 
And then that's also not including guys like Cesaro and Sammy and, and Ricochet and just general really good guys. So I thought that I was surprised at how when people kept coming out, I was like, oh, yeah, this guy got a decent enough chance. I was surprised how many times I thought myself, I caught myself thinking that. Yeah, I think um, one thing that make well, one thing that supports that is essentially what we're saying is there's a lot of people with a lot of big match experience in this match. Um, and I think one of the facts that proves that is that the, I think this is the oldest average age Royal Rumble they've ever had. Um, I think it was about 38 and a half years old was the average age of the competitors in this match, which a lot of people see as a bad thing, but I, I think... It's needed in matches like this. It, yeah, it when, is. When you've, got, when you've got Edge, Randy Orton, Jeff Hardy, I suppose Carlio, I don't know how Carlio is. Uh, Christian. Kane, Christian. Shane Styles, Seamus, yeah, all in their 40s, basically. So, um, yeah, it it's not surprising um, now that you think of the people who are in it. I didn't, I haven't seen that. So that um, but it wouldn't even be something I'd ever think of. Uh, but yeah, pretty pretty impressive lineup I thought. Um, what wasn't impressive was that the 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 most amount of eliminations by anyone was Biggie and Damian Priest at four apiece, which is not a lot. Yeah. Um, I, was, I was trying to keep track of it, and then I I thought other than i thought when braun Strowman came in i thought maybe he might clear house a little bit but i think he only got like two or three he got three yeah um so yeah and i mean almost got two didn't he um, almost got two yeah which was uh don't like i didn't like that like i didn't i'm not massively against people on the outside maybe like help doing that or helping them out or whatever it was just the way it was done especially with big e where it was just like matt you're coming out now yeah <laughs> i quite like i you. quite liked when aj got eliminated that the DT's throwing him over in front of Omos and then just sort of no, no put him that way that was quite yeah. cool because why would you I did have, the I did have, gonna catch him I did have AJ to win so I was fuming at the time but you know <laughs> AJ who lasted well, just no, 10 minutes who mine didn't even come out <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, so yeah let, let's get on to what, what Matt mentioned at the start and about Edge um, Matt says he's not happy about Edge not win uh, about Edge winning um care to elaborate doesn't need it doesn't need it at all i think um go on. i was just gonna say I, I would i would agree i think we all agree he doesn't need it um i think i feel like the comeback story that they're probably trying to tell now is the story that they should have told last year if they were going to go with it um you know it felt right you know, last year for Drew McIntyre to win the Royal Rumble, don't get me wrong, but comeback story is more impactful if Edge wins the Royal Rumble when he comes back, you know, not the year after. Yeah. But uh, I, I get what they're trying to do there. And, you know, I'm, I'm here for it. I think Edge is great. Um, and if you look at the other options for winning the Royal Rumble, I think the, the very fact that we were all very torn on who was going to win suggests that maybe there isn't a standout person who's ready for the main event at WrestleMania, or at least a good feud going into WrestleMania. So I think with someone like Edge, you kind of got a safe bet that it's going to be good. It's kind of, it's, it's, it's part, I suppose, a chronic issue in WWE, though, isn't it? Is that um, you, you never know that someone's ready until you do it. For the, yeah. for the most part and yeah it's always easy to go have a safe option and don't get me wrong edge is one of my favorites ever um and I'm, I'm i'm glad i'm glad to see him win i'm glad to get to see him have a moment 
Um, and yeah, I understand the story that they're telling is him trying to win back the thing he never lost from 10 years prior. Um, I just, like, like you said, he doesn't need it. And I assumed, and I'm, I'm guessing it is, it's obviously not his decision, but I was, just, I was working on the basis that it would come in and being like, all right, don't, I don't need the win. Just give me a good program. I don't need a title. So it's yeah. the same reason why I didn't pick Brian to win the rumble was, um, I would have assumed that Brian would say the same kind of thing. Um, yeah. so I was, I was surprised it happened. Um, I was even more surprised after we got RKO'd at the end because I was like, oh, like, again, I like Randy, but oh, they're going to give him the win. <laughs> For those brief couple of seconds, I was like, oh, here we go. This isn't going to go down well. Um, but yeah, Edge it was. Um, I'm assuming with Bianca most likely challenging Sasha, that Edge will challenge Drew McIntyre or whoever is the champion at the time. Yeah, it's hard to, it's a, it's a difficult one. I think, I think Sasha versus Bianca is probably the way they go. I think that's what people want to see. Um, so it would make sense to not have Edge challenge Roman. Um, unless they're going to carry the, the Kevin Owens feud over to WrestleMania all the way through, I kind of don't see who the next challenge for Roman will. is. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised at Goldberg. <laughs> <laughs> no, please not. Is what they were going to do last year, just yeah, like in reverse. Yeah. Um, yeah, I genuinely, I genuinely wouldn't be surprised. I don't really know who else to be honest. Daniel Bryan, having win yeah. the elimination chamber or something. I don't know how how the chamber is going to work this year. If they, I think there is a chamber, but I don't know how it's going to work in terms of what brand, whether it's branded. I guess we'll have um, to wait to see who picks who, right? It's generally what happens is they have the the, the title match for the won't it? Yeah. We'll find out a lot. Yeah, well, because yeah, sometimes they do it kind of there and then. Sometimes they, they wait a little while. Um, and you've always got the Miz. There's, there's money in the bank. Whether like his his thing's going to be expiring soon. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. But um, yeah, I think interesting. And I'm sure when when we um, have a bit of a clearer picture as to what's going to happen, we'll uh, discuss it a bit more in depth there. Um, I think that wraps it up for today. Uh, yeah. A little bit longer than I think we were originally planning on going, but there's, there's a lot to talk about in the end of a four-hour pay-per-view, which is the biggest one of the year. Yeah, I thought, yeah, I'd say that's about right. It could have been better, but um, they also could have made worse decisions. So, um, um, yeah, I'd say about seven, seven and a half. I'd say, yeah, I was, was going to give it a seven, um, but I think... The fact that I, um, I think that the fact that I saw someone get run over by a golf cart unexpectedly, and Kevin Owens took about ten great bumps in a match, and even the the worst, what I would call the worst match on the card, which was Sasha Carmella for me, was actually a good match. I'll give it an eight. Sorry. Yeah, I think it would be doing Kevin Owens a disservice whoa, to give, whoa, whoa, whoa. give a show where he got run over a seven out of ten. Let, let let me just rewind there. You're saying. The Sasha Carmella was worse than Goldberg and Drew McIntyre. Yeah, because I think Goldberg Drew McIntyre was exactly what everybody thought it was going to be, and you know it, it yeah. delivered it, and and we got the result that it, most people wanted. Um, so that's not, I'm not saying that Sasha versus Carmella was bad. Uh, I just I, think just disagree with you there. I just can't have that. Fair enough. 
We don't always have to agree on that, do we? So. <laughs> no. Good job. Because I don't agree with a lot of things you said. <laughs> well, I'm sure we can touch on that more at another time. But uh, that, that's us for she- today. Yes, that is what she said. Um, so, yeah, that, that, that's been our, our Royal Rumble 2021 review. Um, you can get in contact with us on Twitter or Instagram at the underscore PWP. Make sure to like, share and subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. Make sure to subscribe to the pod on either Spotify or iTunes. Um, or Apple Podcasts. It's on my mind 24-7. Bring it down. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Hope you um, enjoyed our thoughts and opinions. If you disagree or agree, please let us know and uh, we will see you next time.